Hello, my name is Audrey Linton and I work within the Freedom Speak Up team in NHS England. One of our NHS people promise is we have a voice that counts and Freedom to Speak Up has become one of the ways we encourage NHS workers to share their voices. In this podcast, we will hear from Tom Grimes, Head of Advocacy and Learning in NHS England, who will share information about the Freedom to Speak Up national policy and the Freedom to Speak Up guidance that has recently been published and what organisations now need to do. So welcome, Tom. I wonder if you could start by explaining your role in NHS England. Hi, thanks Audrey. My name's Tom Grimes. I'm Head of Advocacy and Learning at NHS England and I'm very proud to lead the team that leads on all things relating to Freedom to Speak Up at NHS England. And of course, speaking up is a key component of staff voice um, and our people promise. Um, What the team covers is firstly people who work in the NHS who want to speak up to NHS England. We, We speak to those people and listen to their concerns. We produce policy and guidance on Freedom to Speak Up. We provide improvement support to organisations who want to develop their speaking up arrangements and culture and we provide a speaking up support scheme that supports workers who have had a difficult experience of speaking up. Thank you. So you you said there about the new policy. So can you just explain what's, what's different about this policy since the last one? Yeah, so the national speaking up policy was first published in 2016 um, and at that time most organisations were still appointing guardians. The National Guardians Office had only just been set up so it needed updating and there were four elements to that. One, it needed to reflect all the work the NHS has done over the last six years or so to improve speaking up. Two, we wanted it to be even more inclusive and speak specifically to groups who face particular barriers to speaking up, such as agency and bank workers, students, trainees, and those from black and minority ethnic backgrounds. Three, we wanted to underline that there are lots of channels to speak up through. Line managers are really important there and senior leaders, and also there are freedom to speak up guardians. And fourthly, we wanted accessibility to be improved, so the policy focuses less on whether concerns might be in the scope of freedom to speak up and more on the importance of speaking up and feeling able to. Oh, thank you. So, and also with that policy, you also published the revised Freedom to Speak Up guidance for leaders. Can you just tell us a little bit more about the guidance and what we expect from leaders? Yeah, absolutely. We, we want all our workers to feel valued and respected at work and to know that their views are welcomed and by meeting those needs and by meeting their needs we'll enable them to deliver the best possible care for patients which is obviously what we're all he- here to do. And to do that we need the best possible working environment, one where speaking up is not only welcome but valued as an opportunity to learn and improve. So this guidance is absolutely for senior leaders across the NHS to ensure they're creating the right arrangements and environments and behaviours conducive to speaking up and listening up. There's eight principles in there that really shape how you do that Um, and those eight principles are sort of the guiding light throughout the guidance in terms of the things that you really need to get right to develop this and make it a good experience for your workers. So you mentioned there are eight principles, but what we usually get from organisations is, well, how do I implement this? So what what insights can you give to organisations? So it's not a document designed to be 
slavishly followed or to go through and tick off all the various boxes. It's designed to be used by senior leaders alongside the reflection tool so that they can identify the priority areas for them, the gaps in their organisational arrangements and culture. Um, and doing that will help them progress and deliver a better experience for workers. So there's also a second part to the guidance uh, that highlights creating healthy speak-up cultures within organisations. So how can leaders do more of that? For me, it's about thinking about what type of culture you want and need to provide the best service for patients and the best experience for the staff working there. So any speaking up work, any work organisations do on this front must be done in the context of wider cultural improvement. And we run a cultural leadership programme that is tried and tested and is a holistic way of understanding the culture you have, the culture you want to achieve and how you might get there. It's specifically referred to in part two of the guidance and you can find details on our website alongside all the other key components of helping to you to improve culture relating to health and well-being, equality, diversity and inclusion and staff experience and engagement. Thank you and just a final question for me, what is the call to action for organisations and leaders for both the policy and guidance? Yeah, really important. So first, adopt the national policy, add in relevant local details where you need to and make all your staff aware of it once you've adopted it. Second thing, to senior leaders specifically, use the guide and the tool to identify your priority areas for freedom to speak up. Update and continue to update your public boards and your staff on both these elements so anyone can see the work you've done and the progress you're making. Thank you Tom for sharing those insights with us today.